and let them have dominion. The kingdom of God is within people. It's the advancement of the people that is advancement. Because of the faith must be backed by the assignment of this ministry is found from that verse. You're onto a word encounter as Pastor David Ogweli ministers God's word to you with simplicity and power. God bless you. He created them to control the earth, to control the circumstances on earth, just like God controls the heavens. You are filled with the glory of God. This place is filled with it. Look at your hands. They are not normal hands. When you touch somebody this morning, some of them will go under the power because it's not normal touch. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Everyone here, worship connects you to power. Worship is divine connection. Prayer is divine connection. When a man come out from that, his greetings are not normal. The touch are not normal. As you touch people, the blessing will be transferred. The anointing will be transferred. As you greet them, the influence of God will be transferred. Go find five people, greet them. And as you do, healings will take place. Demons will leave. People will be free, set free. People will be strengthened. first of all help me again to extend royal greetings to everyone sitting beside you around you your excellencies I salute you this morning your royal highness your majesties the Bible said when we come to Mount Zion we have come to the general assembly of the firstborn you're looking for god's house of senate that's the one sitting right now we don't have house of commons in the kingdom the commoners are the ones we are sent to to go and, and reach with the gospel the moment they accept the gospel they enter into royalty revelation chapter 5 verse 9 and 10 i'll read that one more time i can speak to you every day on the dominion mandate till the end of this year and not repeat myself because is such is actually one thing that ties the whole bible the redemptive program was a reparation program because man fell from dominion fell from the glory of god the bible said all have seen and fallen short of the glory of god god brought in a program of redemption to correct that fall but where the redemptive program end is where the original program goes back, continues from. The dominion mandate is called the creation mandate. It is the original plan for man's creation. The fall of man was a deviation from that plan. Redemption was God's plan to bring us back into it. Redemption put you back in power. It put you back in government. The fall removed us from power. If you heard about the fall of powerful people like Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi, some of them fell from power 
and lost their lives at the same time. Now, recently we saw the fall of an Egyptian. Is that president or prime minister? President. He went into power by election and started violating the constitution that brought him. He exalted himself above the constitution. And the same people that voted him came out. When the time of the gray horse, I will leave that at that point. That gentleman is still riding. I have four horse riders in the book of Revelation. The other three has come and gone. The fourth one is on. Is the gray horse. Redemption was God's plan to bring us back to our fallen estates. Everything Adam cost us by his sin and rebellion. The second Adam restored to us by his obedience and his sacrifice on the cross. So there are two Adams marking the human family and their destinies. If you don't make your journey to the second Adam, you only bear the image of the fallen one. And these two Adam defines the two classes of men you have on earth. Some are carrying the gene of the fallen Adam. Others are carrying the gene of the resurrected Adam, the second Adam. Anyone that will make heaven, it's a simple thing. They just test your DNA. Which of the two is your progenitor? Which of the two is your father? If you are carrying the gene of the one that fell, you are Satan's child. If you are now bearing the nature of the second Adam, you are God's seed. It is those ones that have received redemption that have recovered their dominion mandate. Meanwhile, the dominion mandate was an universal program for every man. It was the God-given human rights. The right not to be poor. The right not to be defeated. The right to rule and to be in charge. It was God's plan for every man, every child that will be born into this world. There is no man God created and planned him to be a failure. There is no one he created and planned him to be poor. God's kingdom is a kingdom of kings. That's why he made the head of that kingdom, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, king of what? Kings. Instead of just having subjects, the citizens are kings. The reason is that everyone has a sphere of life where he is to rule. The song, a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seal. For you were slain, you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. This is redemption. After the fall. This is what Christ has already done. Redemption is not an end. It's a means to an end. What is the end? Verse 10. You have made us kings and priests unto our God. And we shall reign on the earth. The same end of redemption is the same original plan in creation. Salvation was designed to recover man that has fallen and then put him back in government. I'm saved and I'm grateful for that. If there was no fall, there would be no need for salvation. All you need is to be born by your parents. Then the next project is training for reigning. That's what we call discipleship. Then you mature, you step into office and start governance. But now, the man has fallen, so the first project after natural birth is a rebirth, a second birth. What, why do you need a second birth? You need to carry the G DNA of the second Adam. You need to have the nature of the second Adam enter your being. If you carry the image of the fallen Adam, you cannot rule. So you need a second birth. The rebirth of your human spirit. Because the image of God is spiritual. It's in the human spirit. It's not in the body. 
So you need that place where the damage occurred to be repaired. Re- you need a rebirth of the human spirit. I illustrated by saying you got a brand new engine. The same car, but a new engine. You had an engine knock. The fall of man caused that. Now Christ gives us a new, brand new engine. So the Bible calls it a rebirth or regeneration. The nature of God has come back to my human spirit. The image of God is in me. So I can say, I am made in his image. I carry that DNA of God inside me. And because of that, I'm back in business. The business of dominion. And had made us kings and priests unto our God. And we shall reign in the earth. It's more important that you train your children for this God-given vocation than to train them to be a medical doctor. There are a lot of doctors that are slaves. It's more important you train them for this than to train them to be an engineer. There are thousands of them that are slaves. It doesn't matter the profession you train a Prince William or a Prince Charles. He is royal. He is made. If you like, train him to be a nurse. He is made. It's not like other nurses. If you like, train him to be an engineer. He is made. It's not like other engineers. According to God, he said, you shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not Bennett. The new birth confers on you authority to reign. Failure has been removed from your DNA. It's not allowed. Sickness is outlawed. It's not allowed. You are now a deliverer to go and use the word of power to set others free. Demonic oppression is outlawed. It's not allowed. Demons oppressing a believer, the church needs to be taught aright. Let me make a very important point. The dominion mandate is a software that must be imputed in every person if you're going to function like you are designed to be. Right now, you're born again. That's not the issue anymore. If you are not, we'll give you an opportunity this morning to experience a second birth. But now that you're born again, the problem now is, do you have the dominion software? It is a program that runs people who have the nature of the second Adam. The nature of Christ. It's a program. It's a, there is a way they think. There is a way they talk. There is a way they act. The problem is, because man has been falling for 4,000 years, we don't even know how to reign anymore. The software of the fallen Adam is what is dominating many people that are even professing to know Christ. There are two softwares here. There is the one that produces defeat, sickness, poverty. It's a programming for failure. It's a programming for bondage. Then there is the dominion software, which is the software of the second Adam. Watch Jesus, how he talked in the Bible. Watch how he walked. There is no circumstances. You don't tell him that anything is impossible. He doesn't, that language doesn't exist in his world. The man took about 5,000 people to the wilderness, preached for three days, forgot that people are supposed to eat. On the third day, he just remembered, these guys have been here with me for three days, hearing sermons. I've been feeding their spirit, but man exists in two dimensions. One dimension is left uncared for. So he said, ah, we need to give them food. He turns to Peter, he said, find something and feed these 5,000. The guy said, eh? Even if we, there are supermarkets that will open, where we will get, where are we going to get food to feed all these people? You don't understand. We don't belong to that lower order that you impose impossibilities on. That's not where you are anymore. So they went and looked and found a little boy with five loaves and whether two fishes or something. And they came and said, just a small boy that still has the food, the mother gave him all when he was coming for this crusade. But what is that among so many? 
Jesus said, bring it. So he took it and disconnected from this system and plugged into the other system. And I told you, when you want to create supernaturally, the first thing you need to do is to in, in bring in the spirit. There are raw materials out there for creating things. The first is this thing we call the glory of God. That's what the, this rainmaker, Pastor Shalom, was generating for you guys here. That's what intercession, that's what he was doing, generating. That's what you must learn to generate. Jesus did not have time to get praise and worship leaders to start singing for him. This, one of the shortest ways to break in into that place is thanksgiving. Everyone said thanksgiving. I can do it in the middle of the road. I can do it anywhere. And once I start, the thing hits. Then it's time to speak. They called me where a young child died. And, um, and I was someone in an afternoon where there was nothing like feeling anointing or anything. It's not like being in church. The normal activities of the day, stressed out, screaming on staffs. Why didn't you type that in? You know, those kind of activities. And I rushed in there. And the first thing, the young lady said, Pastor, I don't know. The devil has really succeeded. Because we tried your phone and tried your phone. We couldn't get through. And now, see, now you are coming. Oh, my brother has already died. And I said, little child died. I said, no way. It's not written in heaven. God does not kill children. So, but I went in there. I said, where is he? And he showed me. And I held the boy's hand. It was as cold as. So my natural body and that boy's body came in contact. The only signal I get, like when the doctors tell you, is the same signal. It's over. But we carry inside an aerodynamic engine. You need to turn that engine on. It's the, that's the one that raises the dead. So, what is it? Thanksgiving. I just close my eyes and say, Father... <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> Did you hear the kind of prayer Jesus prayed at the tomb of Lazarus? And I just prayed like that. I said, I know, I thank you that you hear me always. I thank you that you did not put this little boy in the womb to come and die at this early age. Thank you because on the cross you have taken care of all the works of the enemy. I'm just trying to establish connection. The problem of power is connection. Simple. It's always available. Is Are you connected? Prayer is the supply of the spirit. Worship is the supply of the spirit. Thanksgiving. All of that that go with worship is the supply of the spirit. And then divine electricity hits me. <laughs> the moment it hits me, I know it's time. Prayer is over. Stop praying. There is nothing you are begging God. It's time to command. So I open my eyes. Held the hand. I said, wake up. And he opened his eyes. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. There are times where you have to rebook the spirit of death and call the person back and you wake up. Listen, I have trained so much. In this ministry, it's happening like no man's business. I think there is a girl raised on the dead, married, that is in this church. Is she here? Where is that lady? Uh, what's her name again? Uh, she's married. She's here. Last time she sent me a text, she delivered a baby. Oh, Loma, come, come, come. Where is your baby? Come with the baby. That lady died and she went to hell. Oh. She went to hell. One of her people called her back from inside hell. Back to, and look at her. And she was a single girl. She was living in Portaco, attending Winner's Chapel. It's because of this experience that she joined this church. Come, come. Everywhere I go, there are cases everywhere. Come. Where is your husband? He's not here. Come, come, come. It's happening everywhere. 
How are you? What is his name? Come see your chin. Not just raised from the dead. See baby. Stretch your hands to the young man. Does he have an English name? What is the name? Dodava. God. The beloved of God. The beloved of God I know in the Bible is Solomon. The name that was prophetically given to Solomon. What is that? Jedidia. Jedidia is a Hebrew name meaning the same thing. I will call you Jedidia. Added to the one your parents have given you. Stretch your hands towards him. We release the anointing for wisdom and wealth. You will know God and enjoy close work with him like David, but your place is not on the altar like pastors. The outside world there will bow to your feet. This is your hand. We handle wealth that is beyond what should be given to one family. Because God will make you a father to nations. So you can feed the hungry and feed the poor and wipe the tears of many. May the hand of God come upon you that you will enjoy two types of parentage. While your natural parents are working to bring you up, God will adopt you personally as his child and raise you as an instrument for himself. In Jesus Christ's name. Let me look at his face well. Oga, you have your mother's eyes. Solomon anointed. Watch, you will see. When he is still small, his eyes will be going for the finest cars. He will be noticing houses, latest design, this boy. Minor Solomon's concubine, so. Uh, you, are, you are not from the tribe of Judah. <laughs> uh, but I need to also say that if you ever want power, it goes with women. So you have to develop character to curtail that one. If you want money, it goes with that. It's not because the person is handsome. A lot of what people call love these days is love for what you have. But they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Some know. Some know. If you want to find a genuine article, look for people that have regained their divine nature. Look for somebody that has been properly discipled, not just attending church. Look for somebody God has worked on a second time. The first work is not enough. Somebody that God has created a second time. Marry that kind of man or woman and then you can have rest. Let me read one or two more scriptures. I, I, I'm trying to work on this issue because I know how important it is. Is the issue of the image. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. The dominion mandate is built on three major, uh, it's a three level program. There are three level softwares. Um, yesterday morning we did some application. We moved to the third level and tried to do some application from that level. But the first thing and the foundational is installing back the image in the person. The divine image. Man has fallen for a long time so he even reacts when you tell him what he used to be. And he reacts when you tell him that you have become it again in Christ. The brain fights that reality that is in the human spirit. Installing the image. The second is installing the divine functions or the divine functionalities. Which is the likeness. You have to install it. Salvation is not enough. Discipleship must follow. 
and discipleship must be accurate. It must target not only getting the man to know who he is, who he is now in Christ, it must target to let him know how to function. There is a way God functions. For example, God operates by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that the visible world was created out of an invisible raw material. God created the world by his faith and he did it by speaking. That, that's just one of divine functionality. God is a God of systems. Look at your body that he created. How many systems are sustaining natural life? From digestive system, respiratory system. God does not do anything twice. These are functionality now. He does it once. He sets a system in motion to keep the process going. See, he created only a man and a woman. And he has never created any human being since then. Yet he, is, he has produced 7.2 billion people. How? He put a system to keep that process going. We call it the reproductive system. Now, you see how God is. But we, we keep repeating our effort over and over again. We have not learned how to function like our father. And that's why we struggle with means like wealth and all that. There are some things you should finish and go to rest and focus on another thing why the one you've created is working. And one of the things God did with the earth, for example, God is a team builder. The Trinity is a team. When he finished creating the universe, he brought a man, developed him in his image, gave him his capacity, and turned the earth loose to him. So he can focus on other things. We, we are not able to move to other things because we we'll stay on one thing forever. Can you imagine if I had stayed trying to be the only one to pastor Dominion City, that first church we planted is where we will be. We will not be in Dubai. We will not be, next year we are doing Dominion Convention India. There is Dominion City in India. Now, last week, last two weeks, Dominion City entered China. Yes. This ministry will enter Every nation under the sun. And that is just level A. What we have done with Nigeria, entering every nook and corner of this country, it will do the same thing with every nation under the sun. It's very simple. The principle is don't try to do everything. God that is almighty refused to be the one ruling the earth. He turned the earth to his children. But to give man dominion, he has to Build his capacity inside man. Put his image in him. Teach him his functionality. That functionality is what we call the wisdom of God. When you study the Bible, apart from learning the nature of God, so you act accordingly, is to learn the wisdom of God. And that's the one that creates success. And after that, he turned the mandate, the dominion mandate over to him. So you see, a man that is going to have dominion must first cultivate the supernatural and cultivate the divine nature. Because that's the first level. He must cultivate that. The divine nature is more than just operating in the supernatural. It is about manifesting the character and the nature of God. You have to learn to be a person of integrity just like God. You have to learn to be loyal. You have to, be, you have to learn to walk in love. You have to learn self-control. You know, the Bible listed those attributes and call it the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the recreated human spirit. You're not going to walk in dominion if you are not a man of integrity. After a while, you will lose power. Take financial dominion, for example. You are out there in business, but your father keeps his word. 
your father can be trusted. Your father is a covenant keeping God. He keeps contracts. You, you sign agreement, you go back on it. You tell people you will deliver this, they pay you. You fail. As far as financial dominion is concerned, it's just for a while. You won't last. What is the problem? You have not cultivated the foundation. You may have developed wisdom, but absence of character or integrity will frustrate your education and reduce it to nothing. Let's look at the second component on the same subject. And there are things I'm going to open up because if you notice, this weekend now more kind of introducing you to the supernatural side of dominion. There is a natural side. Dominion is a combination of the supernatural and the natural. Okay, let me show you a list of the four laws that govern the natural side of dominion. I won't get into it. I don't have the time. Verse 28 of that Genesis chapter 1. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful. That's the first law. The first law is be productive. The second is multiply your productivity. The second law is the law of multiplication. The third is fill the earth. After you have started multiplying, then go beyond your local environment don't stay where you started target the whole world as your parish and start expanding till you cover the whole earth nokia has done it samsung has done it microsoft has done it and they are having dominion what those ones might not have is the spiritual side of dominion that i've been teaching but the natural side of dominion they are having it because they are obeying the four laws of productivity I showed you where we stopped yesterday is that this thing is a combination of the natural and the supernatural. Put in another way. Faith without works is dead. After you create in the spiritual, you have to create by work, by productivity. To give it the physical equivalent, you have to obey these laws. They are called the four processes of natural dominion. And there are five processes of supernatural dominion. And a man that is walking in dominion is in control of the two realms. You see, there is nothing like dominion without productivity. A man that is doing nothing, lazing around, he is going to become productive. And then after you have started saturating the earth, that, that third level is actually talking about marketing and distribution. Once you multiply what you have produced, it's time to distribute it across the whole earth. The, the, you are a global citizen, not just a local champion. You see what Domino City is doing? Domino City is at the third stage of the Dominion mandate. We are at the mission phase where we are trying to saturate every nation on earth with this mandate. There is even a fourth phase which is subdue the earth. That's after you have filled nations, this stage now is setting up control, management. Convert your influence to power. What is number without power? Pentecostal movement, the evangelicals in Nigeria. Okay, let's just say the Christians in Nigeria is 75 million. We don't understand this. It's number without power. The church in Nigeria has multiplied. We are yet to fill the nations because Nigeria is supposed to send mission to all the countries in the world like America has done. And then we are yet to subdue Nigeria. The church in Nigeria can decide in the next hundred years, no seed of the bond woman will rule this country. It's as simple as that. We don't understand because issue in our salvation then we go to heaven and we are living our responsibility we shall reign on the earth unattended to and god is not going to come to do it he has transferred that responsibility to man there are a lot of things we are praying about god will not answer he has given man the responsibility to take care of it there are things beyond the natural where he will cooperate with us 
to take care of. But even in those areas, you have to exercise your supernatural authority before God acts. That's why a lot of believers are frustrated because they are waiting for God and God is wondering what is wrong with this boy. And you waited for five years. You're almost being frustrated out of the faith because nothing is changing. And you think God is going to... Somebody has been, you know, igniting your hope, making you, you will soon expire. Because nothing is going to happen until you take action. Let us and let them. Let us and let them. Let us. God drew the line where his responsibility stops or where man's own begins. You look, see verse 26, let us and let them. Let us and let them. In this verse 28, I want to also make the statement I've already made at the beginning this morning. Dominion starts with cultivating the divine nature. You can jump it all and go to getting wisdom and all of that. Getting education. Somewhere along the line, those character problems will start frustrating. So look at it here. He said, and God blessed them and God said to them, be. Everyone said, be. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. That's fill the whole earth subdue it then the next word comes have being comes before having you might not be driving any car now you might be trekking in abuja it doesn't mean anything cultivate success in yourself first what you're going to see is that the natural the equivalent the material equivalent will follow work on yourself first invest in your own growth first and become a a, a productive person the way you reflect the fact that you are carrying the blessing is through your productivity. Work on yourself first. Not on promotion first. If you become, you have. Being comes before having. There are people who might be driving something, but they are nothing. You know what happens? After a while, circumstances will come and wipe it out. Because they are not qualified for that stuff. You know what happens when some people win lottery. I know. A man that has cultivated himself. If he wins a lottery, he will turn that into more resources. He will create more wealth with it. But go and meet most of what we see in life. Wow, one million dollars. Just a matter of time. He's back to where he was. You know, 50 Cent released one of those his albums. I've forgotten what they call it. And then he hit some millions of dollars. And then he went and bought this huge mansion. And started living in it. Then one morning, I watched a documentary on him. He got up. He was standing there. And then he struck him. Because he has just had a brush. He was just behaving like the man that used to own the building he bought. And the man was Mike Tyson. Through boxing, he made enough money. He bought the building. And guess what? He fell out of the building and back in the street broke. And so 50 Cent just came out of detention. He beat up some people. He said, the gangster has not left him. That's where he was. And now came into world. Just like Mike Tyson was misbehaving. Raping girls. Doing all kinds of stuff. Because the real man has not been developed. He only developed his skill and used it to make wealth. But did not develop himself. He did not develop the foundation. Foundation of self-development is character development. So, I heard him say in that documentary, he said, after I came out of this, I reminded myself that the man that used to own this house is broke again. And I reminded myself that it can happen to you. So he said, I sat down and talked to myself. I said, <laughs> I saw Maradona who made millions playing football. Then he was in the wheelchair. He was fat because he couldn't control his appetite. And he was crying in the documentary, asking for help. And he was broke. 
And there were few people who came to give him charity, to do, donate money, to help him eat. Because he got addicted. And he was so fat. Now, his knees are buckled. He can't walk. He conquered football with his skills, but did not conquer himself. The foundation of dominion is self-government. And scripture has proven that man has been unable to govern himself. So, God made a created solution to that. First, you have to allow the spirit of your maker to indwell you. Second, you have to bring in the software of the one you are designed like to be imputed inside your system. And it will produce in you his kind of nature. Let me make a little commentary on the second part. You know, um, I want to leave this place because I will not be able to get into it. It's a whole new program. Next year we'll get into it. I'll show you the the natural laws of dominion, the process, and the seven principles that operate each one. For example, if you are to be fruitful, the first thing you need to find is the seed God gave you. There are many types of seeds. And how you know that what you discovered is a seed is that it is God-given. It is not something that is acquired from school. It is not something that is you get by training. For example, you have dream seed. You have to find your vision. And with that vision, working on that vision, you can create a future. You can have to find your talent seed, for example. You see? You have to find, for example, your seed of anointing or grace. How you know is that it's not something you acquire by learning or by going to school or whatever. It's, you, you, some of us are carrying seeds of creativity. You are an inventor. You are an innovator. It comes to you without struggle. You just... These things just drop. That's where the key. That's the beginning. If you are going to find it and then plant and nurture that seed, you are going to create a product. You are going to create a set of services that will create money if it is exchange. You are going to create value. Why people fail many a time is not that they are not working hard. It's that they are working without the seed they were given. So they step into an area they don't have grace and they struggle all through their lives. Why some other people like us are not working at all because we're just having fun. Meanwhile, being heavily paid for it. Find a footballer who has that seed in him. Find an innovator. It's not work. I don't care what job you do now. Find your seed. God made every human being a farmer. The only difference is that we found different things. Some are money farmers. That means they're business people. They plant and harvest money. Some are idea farmers. See me, for example, I'm a soul harvester. I plant the gospel to harvest souls. But that's one out of the seven things I do. Because I discovered other seeds. And I decided I'm not going to re- restrict my dominion mandate to just one field. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Okay, let me try a little further. Hi. Oh, okay. Let me try a little further. There's something called reverse engineering. If you have a seed, and I think I have a seed in that area. And I want to learn to catch up with you that is being productive. I can make my process faster by going to buy your fruit. What you have produced with your seed is called fruit. That's what God means by be what? Fruitful. It's either a product or services. If it's a service, for example, you sell food in a restaurant, I'll come and pay and sit down while you guys serve me. Then I'll be studying your customer service, study how you arrange the place, if I find opportunity, I talk to one or two of your staffs. I try to understand how they are paid, what they are paid. And sometimes when I want to get them to talk, to tell me their salary, I tell them I have something like that. I'm going to pay them more. How much are you paid? Or I try, 
There are different ways. I, I position that what I do is in another country or in another city so they don't feel threatened. Then they relax and they start talking. Most people who are successful want to share until they realize that maybe you're a threat or a competitor. They, they try to hoard. But once they see that you're probably, oh, they want, you can even invite them for program. They will share. Especially when you give them credit, honor them. Oh, the secret is people who eat, who eat fruit are consumers. They don't have dominion. They are the ones dominated. People who plant seed are producers. They are the ones that rule. Nations that are seed planters are the nations that control the economy of the world. They are producers. The ones that are consumers are the ones that are the underdog, like um, former Niger. Because with people like you, with the kind of things this ministry is releasing, there is no way Nigeria's future will not be there. I know that. I did a project for the faculty of Ni University of Nigeria. Just two days. They shut down school, kept all the professors for us for the whole day. They will come by 8 and leave in the evening. A little break in the afternoon. The next day, I didn't know you have that amount of professors and lecturers in one university. Because we have about 300 standing. And they are the ones that taught me. And the second day, the VC was so overwhelmed, he didn't know what to say, what has happened that week. And two of the professors rushed to me. They said, the only thing, I know that I'm going to make heaven because I helped to produce a man like you. This was a Marxist lecturer. <laughs> then the other one said, we have been frustrated about Nigeria, frustrated. But after this weekend, we now know that this country will not go down. But I said at the back of my hand, we are many, but you don't know. Because we are reproducing this stuff. We are reproducing this in everywhere. We are reproducing it. Very soon, we are going to have a critical mass of men that carry the divine nature put them as president, they will be thinking about the redemption of the society more than what they will put in their pocket. Because if Jesus was thinking about his pocket, he wouldn't have given his life. It's not that they don't get anything back. No. But it's after service, before you start going for profit. That's why at the end, after he has served, they made him king of kings. And what? Lord, look at Mandela now. Look at the man is in the hospital. Prayers are going on. Even Hindus are praying. Everybody's praying. He must not die. And God has heard, though. He has heard. He, the man that has crossed over just recovered. He's already in his 90s. Why are you people still trying to keep him? The value of one transformational leader. How can you go to prison for 27 years of your life, go through all that, come out, he give you the power. You say you are fighting for you carry it and give it away. What people don't know is that the more you give away power, the more it multiplies in your hands. A real power is no position. That's why Jesus is not threatened by, to make us kings. Can't you see? Because when you make people kings, you lift yourself to a level of kingmaker or king of kings. Then you are in another level. Turn everybody into a slave. You are king of slave. You are actually a small slave. Our sister, I don't mean sister in Christ. I mean sister in Niger, in Europe. You know, she wrote that song, developed that song. I don't like to say it the way she said because I'm not, a, I'm not in jail. Like, but she's, she says something like, Mr. Jela. They unquote, not me. I'm a prisoner. You are a prisoner too. <laughs> I was in France with Pastor Sarah. Almost every shop we enter, I play her music. The white people even appreciate that lady far more than us here in Africa. She has gone nuclear. She's replenishing the earth with her music. Some of us are carrying greater musical talent. You have that seed. The first law of dominion, you have not carried that. Be fruitful. 
go and work on this thing, work on this thing, work on it. Then release an album. When you have produced this thing, you play it. People like it. That's fruitfulness. You have not multiplied though. Real money starts at multiplication. The mega world starts when you start exporting and saturating environment. But once expansion starts, the need for professionalization, effective control, management, and all of those things will come. Because if you don't, some other new problems will emerge that will mess up what you have built. People complain about Dangote. The man is obeying the dominion mandate, the natural side. Say so he's always close to the president. Because the last stage said, subdue. Convert your influence, your wealth, your number. If once you grow, whatever it is that you grow, convert it to power. It doesn't mean you must go and become a governor or a president, but you must stay close enough to power to be influencing it. Because you can't just start a factory and spread all over Nigeria and expect not to be attacked. Somebody's going to make, make a policy to curtail you. So what they do is that they stay close to where the decisions are made or plant one of their guys inside, sponsor somebody into the, the Senate or put somebody in the, as a state governor or whatever. You don't just have money and just stay and be doing that. You will get a shocker of your life. But God said, let them, not let him, not let her. If they will not unite their resources, they will do without a certain level of dominion, especially when you are dealing with society. You have to have unity. If you're going to have dominion, starting with your wife, starting with your husband, and then as you expand the influence, you keep expanding. You can't have an organization fighting against itself internally and you expect to go and dominate the market. You have to go and work on that internal problem and establish some culture that will help. Part of it might be the culture, a means, a system of airing grievances. Somebody created it for General Electric, one of the greatest CEOs, that was produced on that platform, Jack Welsh, they call it a workout system. So instead of leaving people to be talking and damaging, they stop on the back, bring them out, let them air their views, and nobody will victimize them so that it can now be addressed. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I said I will make a little commentary on the second, the divine likeness, what is called divine functionality, the wisdom of God. I just want to say this so that you can... Get yourself enlisted in the school of dominion. The two faculties you need to develop to exercise dominion is your mind, your intellect, and then your human spirit. That doesn't mean you that you neglect your body. No, there is physical education. When you go to the gym, you are going to school. You better believe me. You are training your physical body. Some people have done that so well that they can win boxing world heavyweight championship in boxing some have done it so well that they can run faster than every other person and win a race some have trained their body so well that in swimming they can beat every other person there are different fields of sports and endeavor in the physical and people have made millions just by developing their physical body but where god put the ogre the the real seat of dominion is in intellectual or mental development and in spiritual development. Your intellectual capital and your spiritual and moral capital. That brings me to this point. Why many believers are not in charge. Education is the secondary software for dominion, not the primary one. The foundational software is revelation. 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 Education is the study of the fallen world. The world in its fallen state. They take a child, your daughter or son, 
and start teaching her medical science. I say, see this thing. This is cancer. You can see how the cells are behaving to create this growth. And they observe the falling state of human body, how it's reacting. Finally, they come out with this conclusion. They say, okay, but there is no cure. He said, why is it that there is no cure? He said, we have tested this. The thing did not die. We tried this. It's still growing. So what we're doing is we're using chemo, chemotherapy. We kill everything. This thing is a killer. It, it will kill the cancer cell, but it will also kill the human being. Because you see, once they put people on that chemo, between two years to five years, thereabout, they go. If that stuff cures cancer, ah, you know, there's a man that had all the money in the world to buy life if life was available for sale. Stephen Jobs, the founder of Apple, your iPad and all the other products that came out of that company, who have done that. But you see, a few years after they knocked him with that stuff, he dies. Because chemo kills both the cancer and you. But now they don't have an option. So that's what is available. So that's why there are many areas of life where education has not been able to help us. Look at some of the people failing us in our society. So you see, it's the secondary software education. It's important because the intellect is the assistant, the vice president of the human spirit. The two must work in harmony. For if you are born again and your mind is undeveloped, unenlightened, uneducated, you have a recreated human spirit, a giant that is crippled. He can't perform because he needs to go through your intellect to do some things. And you have hindered it. Then you have somebody that is educated. He has created an intellectual giant with a dwarf human spirit. He can't resist certain temptations. They called me to pray for a professor that slept on the street, beaten by rain, got wounded. He had about three courts. And these guys called me and I went and when 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 the guy says, Sir, what happened? Were you knocked down by a vehicle? He said, No. I said, What is this? He said, It's alcohol. You went abroad and studied, and you can't control your appetite for alcohol. He said, It's not just alcohol, anything that we are scared. He said, My parents raised me well. Oh, I went to a missionary school before I don't know. I said I can help you because I went to another school that is yet to enlist in. Develop your assets. The image of God is in you. Develop it. There is a software that image needs. That's why find my tapes on this subject. I don't care what other messages you have heard in this ministry. Go and find the materials on this subject. Find it. Make it your permanent companion. It has a gestation period. Every message has a gestation period. You know, plant the human seed is nine months. The chicken, three weeks. Corn, five months. Every seed has its gestation period. This thing walks through you. You are going to find yourself doing the kind of things you'll be wondering. Stay with this thing. Revelation is a software for dominion. Revelation is a software of the recreated man. Revelation is a software of the second Adam. Don't just have education. Have revelation. It's a new level of education. Get yourself into it and get yourself trained and developed. You are carrying God in you. Develop it, and you will you will have limitless possibilities in life. When God declared His intention for making man, He declared three things. The primary one is that God was looking for relationship, and that's what determined how He designed man. He had to design him in His own image, so that He can relate with Him. He was looking for relationship. He was looking for fellowship. God was looking for friends. 
He was looking for sons. God is a relational being. He is a father by nature. He is love. His nature is love. Let me tell you something about love. When your nature is love, you have one problem. Fellowship. You look for somebody to shower that love on. You need an object of your love. You can't be loved and be alone. And that was the problem God was having in eternity. And so he wanted to have children. That was his number one reason for making us. Amazingly, you sang a song today. You said, the reason I live is to worship. To, to, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Oh. For example, more money when I married you. What is the number one reason? The first reason you marry a wife is not to have children. It's not to have a business partner. It's to meet a relational need. There are emotional needs in human beings. Having staff in the office does not meet it. Having all the cars in the world does not meet it. God created you to meet his relational needs. God wants you to be his friend. He wants you and him to be close. The dominion mandate is the offshoot of it. A walk with God is the foundation. A walk, a relationship with God. That's why he will leave all the angels in heaven. And I used to ask him, why? He said, because the angels are servants. They are employees. Some are soldiers. Some are security men. Some are drivers. Some are different cooks. Some are, cons- you know, they have all types of services they do. There are about 75 departments in the angelic order. Areas of specialization. Some specialize in music. Some in war. But it will come down to the garden. To come and born ours with Adam, he said, that one is son. He's my son. He's my child. When he said, let us make man in our image, that first principle, the, the first purpose for man's creation is that God wanted children. I think it's what show in Luke chapter 3. I need to show that one because it's so important. And that's where I close it today. Verse 23. Now, what the Bible did here is to t- connect Jesus to Adam. The genealogy, the lineage of Jesus and Adam to show you that sonship is what is the beginning and the ending of the program. Everything in between. Verse 23, Jesus began to be about 30 years and as was supposed the son of Joseph because he's the son of God which was the son of Heli. And then it's retracing the lineage from Judah, the tribe of Judah, down to Adam. And you can read the rest, son of this, son of this, till they got to David. They first got to Solomon, who was son of David, David, son of Jesse. And they continued that lineage back until they got to verse 36, the son of Canaan, which is the son of Asphat, the son of Shem. He was the son of Shem, which was the son of Noah, which was the son of Lamech. You know Noah, during his time, flood, a a global flood hit the world. Okay? Noah was the son of Lamech. Lamech was the son of Methuselah. Remember Methuselah who lived for... 969 years, almost a thousand years. Then Methuselah was the son of Enoch. You remember Enoch that walked with God and did not die at all. Enoch, he said, was the son of Jared. And Jared was the son of Mahalil. And Mahalil was the son of Canaan, uh, which was the son of Enos, uh, which was the son of Seth. Seth was the son of who? Adam. And Adam was the son of who? Adam was the son of who? Adam was the son of who? What Jesus had a brother. That's why I tell people the story of the prodigal son is the story of Jesus and his younger brother. Now, each time I say that, they say, ah, but you say Jesus is the second Adam. How come you said Adam is his younger brother? The younger son was the one that took the wealth and went and squandered it. He was given dominion over the earth and he turned the estate over to Satan. So they asked me, ah, is Jesus now the first? I thought he should be the younger son. I said, no, he's the first. Colossians 1 verse 15 makes it clear. 
He's the first. He's the other one. What happened is that in coming to earth to rule here, Adam came here first. That's why we say first what? Adam. The elder stone stayed with the father, managing the other half of the estate, which is heaven. Adam was given the other half, which is earth. This is the one that he sold away, so they asked the bigger son to come down here and give his life to redeem back everybody. Anyway, sometime in the past, the Lord was showing me that when Jesus went down to hell and took all the Old Testament people, including Noah and all the other people captive and brought them and took them to heaven, that Adam joined them. The guy rescued his brother. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? When you get to heaven, some, that's what one of our pastors told me. He said, so Adam is in heaven after all that he did. When I get there, I will just give him a dirty slap and apologize to God. I say, he's your great-great-grandfather. You don't slap elders. Not on earth, not in heaven. Don't slap your father because he brought the sins of the fathers. Or at least someone should ask me a question. Oh, God, what, what is this thing that you did? Do you know how many people are held today because of your mistake? You appeal to authority. You don't resist authority. <laughs> the kingdom has a different set of rules. <laughs> Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of what? The firstborn of what? He's not just senior to others, he's senior to everybody. Whether you are all of us. You see, the point is, what God was looking for was family. Years ago, the Lord said to me, you know that I'm El Shaddai. I meet every need for everybody. I am the one that needs nothing, but I have only one need. If you can meet that need for me, I will meet more than every need that you have in life. I said, you, God, has a need? I said, what is it? He said, friendship. He said, fellowship. Don't just come to me because you want something. I want you to become a person after my heart who wants to truly have me. He said, do you know the importance of having a relationship with your president if you are a friend of the president? I said, yes. Not just a staff of the president. I said, yes. He said, if you can be a friend to your president, it's better not to be a, his staff. He said, I prefer working with me more than working for me. It's true that we are given responsibility, like reaching the lost. But the first thing is relationship. Christianity is not a set of do's and don'ts. It's not, it's not a religion. It's a relationship that produces a lifestyle. He said, I want you to be my friend. I cried so much, I promised him. I'm always repenting. That's one sin. I'll keep repenting probably till I get to the rapture. Because I'm always repenting. Every time, maybe once in a while, I, I just realize I have forgotten again. I'm doing a lot for the Lord, walking in his vineyard. But he tells me the most important, your number one purpose, the reason you live, is to be a worshiper, is to be a friend of God, is to be a God chaser. Then he said, if you do that, you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you what? All the desires of your heart. He said, relationship now involves doing your best to please the other. He said, when you ask me for anything, even if I don't want to do it, I do it because you are the one asking. He said, there are people that have respect in my sight. I respect the name of my son Jesus that you used to ask, but I also respect the standing of the one that is talking before me. And I promised him that that would be the number one drive of my life, the number one obsession of my life. Then after I now learned that he has more than that in plan, he wants me to be a reflection of him. Many people do not know him. He wants me to be the one that reveals him to others. For example, that's why I'm talking to you the way I'm talking now. It has become so important to me. It doesn't matter what we teach. Dominion, create well. 
the most important thing is that they might know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. For that is eternal life. So for me now, the reason I serve him is beyond not going to hell or not going to hell. No, I want to please him. My heart breaks when I know I've messed up. But thank God, I've, in knowing him, I've learned that he's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's a good person. He's a kind person. I don't, I'm not anywhere near. It's his goodness that I now try to be like. Sometimes I find myself struggling and it tells me relax. It's not a struggle. The nature is in you. Just let it flow. It's not a struggle. The fish does not struggle to swim. It's inside you. The love of God is shed abroad in you. For example, if you're struggling to forgive, speak what you are and the grace to become it will be released. Don't speak what you are seeing. Speak who you are. I am the seed of Christ. I am made in the image of God. I carry the divine nature. My nature is love because that's the nature of my father. My nature is justice. I don't cheat people. I'm not going to be part of this deal. As long as you're talking about how to rob another person. I want my, my the share that belongs to me. I don't want. We agree that I will get 30, this man 70. I'm not going to take anything. If he gives me freely, I will take. I keep my word because it's in my nature. My father is a covenant-keeping person. I'm a covenant-keeping person. When you say who you are, that nature rises and it conquers whatever is your temptation. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I carry the divine image. Talk, talk to yourself like that. Touch, touch yourself and talk to you. Say, I have the image of God in me. I have the nature of God in me. His spirit indwells me. I have his wisdom functioning in my life. Learn to talk to yourself, saying what God has said concerning you. It's not just that he said it, it's actually true. Bad on your heads. Get into that place. For some of us, we might need to apologize to the Lord. We are busy trying to get everything. And we are neglecting our number one reason for being. To be his son. The Lord said to me, be a son to me first. And every other thing will be taken care of. He said, I will take care of you. One day he took an oath. He was talking to me. He said, I will make you an example of my kindness. People will know that I have shown mercy to you like I did to David. It's in the place of fellowship that God does this kind of thing. He said, Abraham was my friend. Moses was my friend. David was my friend. Join the company of such men. It's the biggest obsession of my life. I don't know ministry now flow out of it because because of this he shows me things he shares things with me that blow my mind the depth of revelation i have been allowed to have access to sometimes it boggles my mentality working with god has changed everything for me father bring everyone bring everyone 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 into that place of intimacy i ask for the blood of jesus to remove every barrier to relationship that exists in the life of the individuals men and women that are here every barrier those things that we hold on to that rob of rob us of the true treasures those things that our flesh cry for that pull us away for you. Cleanse everyone with the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary. If you want to give your life to Christ, or maybe you even want to reconsecrate your life, please get off from where you are. Come near to the altar. 
There is heavy grace here. Just get up. When you get here, kneel down. Many people are coming. But I'm not telling you to come just because others are coming. It's in your heart. You are hungry. You want to be, to draw near to God. When you come here, surrender everything to Him. It's not about somebody praying for you. It's about you and God entering into a marriage relationship. God is going to make a king out of you. He's going to make something big out of you. He has destined you to be a king. He has created you to rule. Your destiny begins at his feet. At the foot of the cross. Where you make friendship with God. Where you establish a relationship with God. Where you repent of your sin and ask him to come into your life. And become your Lord and Savior. Where you surrender your life to him and tell him, Take my all. Take everything. I am yours. Have me completely. That's where it begins. That's where it begins. When you make peace with God. That's where everything begins. Ask him to forgive your sin. Let him take his throne. Make his throne in your heart. Let him be your king. Let him be your lord. Tell him take me into the future that you have for me. You have a great plan for me. Take me by your own hand into that future. I feel a strange anointing of the Holy Ghost over this place. Every one of us in the congregation press into that place. You know, marriage relationship starts with covenant and exchange of vows. A strong relationship with God begins with commitments with Him. And then you ask Him for grace to live out that commitment. For He is the one at work in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. by this message. Please share your experience with Pastor David Ogweli. Email address Dominion Image Media at yahoo.com or call 01-792-6879-0803-435-7959. 
0803-590-9900.